In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Vacation. You could all use a little vacation right now, couldn't you? A little vacation from the daily cares and worries of life. A little vacation from the trials and troubles of this earthly vale of tears. You could all use a little vacation right now, not as an escape from reality, but as a necessary reminder of what this earthly reality is really all about. St. John Vianney once said, Oh, if we could only take a two-week vacation in heaven, we would realize the great value, the great spiritual value of our sufferings on earth. And so, dear friends, that's why, amidst the sufferings and trials which multiply in our days, St. Paul invites us today in the epistle to focus on heaven, to think about how our body, which is now subject to fatigue, sickness, and death, this very same body will one day rise again and become like the glorified body of Christ in his resurrection. Indeed, one of the chief reasons for our lack of progress in the spiritual life is that we often neglect to think seriously about heaven. We think of heaven as the little angels flying around on clouds. It doesn't seem perhaps to be all that appealing. Our appetite for heaven is often weak because we do not really understand what heaven is truly all about. So today let us ask ourselves, what will heaven really be like? Well, first and foremost, the perfect happiness of heaven will consist in the immediate, face-to-face -face vision of the very reality of God. God will show himself to us plainly, openly, and clearly with the wonderful kaleidoscope of his infinite divine perfections. And you and I cannot even begin to understand how profound that truly is. Because the mind's eye of our humanity is so limited. St. Thomas tells us that to see God in heaven, our mind will be elevated by a special spiritual power. Our mind will be elevated from the ground floor of human reasoning to the 99th floor of superior intuition. There will be an intuitive vision of the mind which will be strengthened and raised to the level of the supernatural by means of a particular grace, which St. Thomas calls the lumen glory, the light of glory. To understand this profound reality, think about a large telescope. A large telescope which gives us an extended vision of thousands and thousands of stars and galaxies many, many light years away. Or you can think of a powerful microscope which opens up to us the complex reality of the atomic world which our naked eye cannot perceive. In heaven, the light of glory will expand and widen our vision to an infinite degree. This lumen glory will open up for us the infinite vastness of the God who created the great expanses of the universe. The light of glory will reveal to us in microscopic detail the infinite levels of depth 
the depths of God with the full spectrum of His divine perfections. And such a, a direct vision of God, the sovereign and perfect good, this will occupy us in a, a fascinating ecstasy of infinite intensity for every single moment of one very long and blessed eternity. Wow. That simply blows the limited capacity of our human mind. But just as our body shared in our good works during life on earth, so is that body meant to participate also in the joys of heaven. On this Sunday when Jesus raises the girl back to life, we think of the general resurrection on the last day, when our body, this, this very same body, will rise again from the dead and be reunited to that very same soul. Our human person will have its same true identity. And the same qualities of Christ's risen body on Easter Sunday will one day be ours as well. Like the body of the risen Christ, our glorified body will be integral and complete with all of its body parts as in the prime of life. And our glorified bodies will be agile. That is, these bodies will act completely under the dominion of our souls so that the glorified body will have the ability to go effortlessly wherever we desire the body to go at the speed of thought, without any restraint. Think of the, the, the risen body of Christ that went through locked doors, was not limited by the material reality of those locked doors. And the glorified body shall correspond completely to the state of the soul, so that the body will reflect the light of God and His grace. This luminous quality of the risen body is called clarity. And St. Paul mentions clarity in his epistle. Again, every word of scripture is important. So read and reread the epistle of the gospel. Weigh every single word. St. Paul talks about that clarity of our risen body. And it's that clarity that the apostles saw in our Lord when he was transfigured before them. And we show that clarity in art by the halo around the, uh, around the image of the saint or our blessed mother. That halo demonstrates the clarity that the, that the risen body will have. And finally, the glorified body will be impassable, which means no more suffering, no more tears, no more fears. And this glorified body will share in the beatific vision of God. And we also will enjoy God's creatures together with Him. On earth, we have a natural desire for friendly companionship. Right? We all need friends. And this desire for companionship will be completely fulfilled in the company of all the blessed. We will see and speak with Christ in His risen body. We will be able to put our hands into his hands, and to touch, like St. Thomas, um, the, the glorified wounds, which were caused by the nails in the spear in his side. We'll be able to touch that with the hands of our glorified body. We'll be able to embrace the Blessed Mother, the saints, 
and heaven will be reunited with those people whom we have known and loved on earth. Remember that Christ compared heaven to a wedding feast. So each person in heaven will share with others whatever he or she has. And all will love one another and rejoice in the happiness of everyone else. Similar to a wedding feast here on earth. Everybody's happiness, we will all share in that. We will be happy for everyone. So you can see how our own happiness will be multiplied time and time, times over, exponentially. Thus the joy and the gladness of each one in heaven will be as great as the joy of all. It's a poor comparison, but try to imagine this. Imagine savoring your favorite food and drink while listening to the most pleasant music. All the while, the most delightful fragrances fill the air. While you see the most wondrous sights of that wonderful divine kaleidoscope of God's perfections while your body feels perfectly rested and at ease, while your mind is satisfied by the knowledge of all truth, with the deep sense of honor and achievement, you've done it, and you will share in the fruits of that victory for all eternity. At the same time, you feel a lasting sense of peace and security without any fear. And you feel all of these sediments all at once, all together, and they continue on and on without the fatigue of time, without any boredom. But you will experience every one of these sensations and, and these realities with all the joy and enthusiasm of one instant of intense pleasure, which is ongoing and which never, ever fades away. Wow. These reflections give just a little idea of heaven. These human words and comparisons really fall far short of the reality. But that, my friends, is just a little glimpse of that infinitely beautiful reality that awaits us. If now we are faithful, if now we say no to temptation, if now we take our spiritual life seriously, if now we pray and we sacrifice and we do works of charity now like never before, and we can be assured that such will be our reward with God in heaven. And so on this Sunday, when St. Paul reminds us that we are citizens of the heavenly city, let us resolve to take a little spiritual vacation each day by sharpening our appetite for heaven. Let us become hungry for heaven. Let's not gouge ourselves on the the junk food of this world and, and the media and all of these all of these little earthly trinkets which we attach too much importance to. No. Let us become hungry for heaven. And let us realize that we cannot go empty-handed to that heavenly banquet table. We must bring as many souls as possible to heaven along with us. So each day, prayerfully entrust the souls of your family and friends into Mary's care. Many souls are now in heaven because the constant prayers of their parents, of their family and friends, all these prayers obtain God's mercy 
for these souls at just the right moment. Don't underestimate the fact that you, you can open the gates of heaven for those you love by your prayers, by offering up your sacrifices and your headaches, by being faithful to a good Catholic example. Offering up your suffering for the spiritual welfare of those nearest to you. You can obtain many graces to soften their hearts and to bring them to, to heaven. If only you ask God, if only you place these souls into Mary's care. And so, dear friends, don't be satisfied with the mediocre, because God is calling you to something great. Be hungry for heaven. Think of heaven. Pine daily for heaven. And take time each day for a little spiritual vacation that will remind you about what this life's purpose is really all about. Thinking about heaven will help you to persevere each day. And thinking about heaven will keep you even better grounded in the reality of this life. And will make you more energetic in doing God's will and performing daily acts of faith, hope, and charity for the edification of your neighbor. Thinking of heaven will help you to persevere. It will be a powerful force against the demonic temptations to discouragement and sadness. Think of heaven so that you can persevere. Persevere because you have a mother in heaven who loves and who cares for you and who will not allow you to fail as long as you continue to place your hands in hers like the infant Jesus does here in the image of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Persevere because Mary is even now preparing your place in heaven. Your place in heaven alongside so many others, saints in heaven who are now waiting for you, who are cheering you on, who are telling you not to give up now, but to keep on going. If you could hear those heavenly voices, they would say to you now, don't give up because where we are now, you one day will be. If only you remain faithful, if only you persevere. So dear friends, let us keep on going. Let us support one another through prayer, sacrifice, and good example. We must not be satisfied with the mediocre because God is calling us to heavenly greatness. One day, with the help of God and His Blessed Mother, we will one day be seated at that heavenly banquet. We will realize it was well worth every sacrifice. It was worth every difficulty. It was worth every cross. One day we'll be forever in heaven, not just for a two-week vacation, but it will last one for one long, very blessed eternity. We will be in perfect happiness, enjoying forever the victory of Christ, our holy infant King. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.